Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles with you today or your electronic device of choice, you can go with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 this morning. Matthew chapter 24. So we begin, I want to ask you a question this morning. You ever been distracted? Distracted? Distracted by a cell phone while you're driving? Not asking anybody to raise a hand and incriminate themselves. Distracted, maybe you were distracted while cooking a meal and you were only awakened when the smoke alarm in the house went off. Sitting down for a few minutes and you think, I'm just going to sit down here, close my eyes and rest for a moment. About the time you do, your cell phone goes ding. You pick it up. And an hour later, after you finish scrolling, rest never came, but distractions came. Distracted means unable to concentrate because one's mind is preoccupied. That's real important. I want you to catch that. Distracted means unable to concentrate because one's mind is preoccupied. Having one's thoughts or attention drawn away. Distracted from things that are very important in our lives. Distracted. I don't believe I've ever seen a time in my life when people were more distracted than now. We are distracted by things going on in the world. We have spent the last year plus distracted with viruses and vaccinations. We have been distracted with the politics going on in our nation, the great divide that continues to increase in our nation. We are distracted with such craziness we have lost sight of what it means to be Americans. Distracted by world events, distracted with life and especially the pleasures and the cares of life, distracted with doing life and living life every day. I read an article from Outreach Magazine that recently said this, we have never been more connected with the news of the world around us, with updates in the lives of our friends and the opinions of those we don't even know. Listen to this. Research shows the, that iPhone users unlock their phones an average of 80 times a day. Wow, I hope 50 of them haven't been since you've been here today. (laughs) Unlock their phones on average of 80 times a day. In addition, it was shown the average iPhone user checks their phone between six and seven times per hour, which means about every 10 minutes. Our days are constantly being interrupted by text, tweets, push notifications, ad, Instagram posts, emails, on and on and on. Our brains are being trained to crave distraction. 
with this increased connectedness, if we're not careful, we can become disconnected with our Creator. Isn't that a powerful article? You know, we're not the only ones. We're not the only generation who's been distracted. There was another group of people that got distracted in doing this thing we call life just prior to a very important event. We find them in the book of Matthew 24. If you'll look there with me, Matthew 24, verses 36 to 44. But about the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Notice this phrase in verse 37, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. From the days before the flood... People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. Notice these words in verse 39. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, notice this phrase, therefore keep watch. Because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Friends, Jesus is coming. We've heard it. Many of you could tell the story. Many of you could stand in my place and you could tell the story just as well today. Jesus is coming. It's not a new message. It's not uh, a new uh, insight or inspiration we've received. Jesus is coming. We've heard it. But there's an important key in this passage we've read today. Noah spent years and years, decades, building the ark. The people around him knew what he was doing. What are you doing building this ark? There's a flood that's coming. The Bible says people were so busy doing life. They were marrying, giving marriage, eating, drinking, going through life, enjoying the pleasures of life, and doing all the things of life, and yet they weren't paying attention to the signs of the time. The book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 11 records the words of the angels to the disciples, said, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. Jesus said in John 14 and 3, if I go, how many of you know he went? 
If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You and I will find Christ's call to the church in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 is a call really to live in a state of readiness for his coming and for the events of the last days, Matthew 24 and 42. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your, your Lord will come. Matthew 25 and 13, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. It is important to underscore the, the phrase continually given throughout the scriptures. Therefore, keep watch. Do not be distracted. Distracted. I remember as a child sitting in school, Tony will appreciate this. Tony has taught many classes with young kids. I remember sitting in school and staring out the window while the teacher was talking, while the teacher was uh, trying to teach us something, and I was staring out the window, and I was daydreaming, and I was imagining what I was going to do when school was over. And it was always so wonderful when the teacher would say, yeah, Jerry, what do you think about it? <laughs> Have no idea what you've been talking about. Distracted. Distracted. Friends, we've heard. Some of you sitting in this room, you've heard your entire life that Jesus is coming back. I would tell you, it's not a danger for the world, for those who don't know Christ, to be distracted. They're already distracted. The danger comes in believers who become distracted in the latter times. In the 25th chapter of Matthew, here later you can read through chapters 24 and 25, there is a lot of information there concerning the end times and his return. In this 25th chapter, he teaches a parable. It's a parable of the ten virgins. And in this parable, there are two very important groups of people in it. Those who were ready and those who were not. That's really, when you look at the story, that's the sum of the story. Some of them were ready and some were not. Some went in with the bridegroom and yet others were left behind. What we find throughout the Gospels is this. We find there is a, a warning. You know, when... when uh, when there's a storm approaching, many of you at your houses, in fact, the other day we had a, a storm that was coming in, and, and you know, outside, I'll be honest with you, at my house the sun was shining, and I thought, boy, somebody in Upland really messed up because the tornado sirens and all those, they're, they're going off and blaring, and I'm like, you know, why is the sun shining? Somebody hit the button at the wrong time. What I didn't know, I was standing out in front of my house. What I didn't know was what was behind the house coming. I would tell you the tornado sirens, the sirens declaring the second coming of Christ have been going on and everything looks right and looks okay. And many people have become distracted because they think it can't be now. 
Scripture records a warning. Matthew 24, 42, Matthew 25 and 13 all point to the very same thought. Therefore, keep watch. It is easy to become distracted. Why? Because we don't know the day or the hour when our Lord will come. It is with these thoughts that Jesus gives an emphatic warning. It's, it's a call to be ready. It's, it's a call to be watching. It's a call to be uh, living in a state of alertness. Listen to these passages. And today, uh, I'm going to share with those that are in the sound booth. I sent a text last night and said, listen, I've got a lot of scriptures tomorrow, so you need to come early and get yourself ready. This morning, I want to share a lot of passages with you because I think the Word of God can declare it way better than I can declare it. Matthew 24 and 27, for as the lightning comes from the east and is visible in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Matthew 24 and 36, but about the day nor the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Luke 12 and 40, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect Him. Philippians 4 and 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. Here's the words, the Lord is near. Hebrews 10 and 37, for in just a, notice this this, uh, the importance of these words here, for in just a very little while. If it was a very little while when the author of Hebrews penned the words, imagine how close we must be today, for in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. James 5 and 8, you too be patient, stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Revelation 3 and 11, I am coming soon. That's a good word for the church right there. Jesus is saying, I'm coming soon. Revelation 3, it's the letter. He's talking not to the world. He's talking to the church. When you look at the letters in the first part of the book of Revelation, he's talking to the believer. Behold, I am coming soon. We go to the end of the book, Revelation 22 and 20. He who testifies of these things says, yes, I am coming soon. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. And the church said together that word, amen. So be it. For many years we have proclaimed the truth that Jesus is coming. For many of you, you grew up on a church pew and you heard the warnings of, of a rapture of the church and the great tribulation. My father passed away in 2015. And my father had wrestled for several years with Alzheimer's and 
prior to that period of time, every time I would go pick up my dad, and I'm not exaggerating to you, every time we'd get in the car, I'd say, how you doing today, dad? He'd say, great. He'd say, listen, Jesus is coming soon. He talked about it all the time. Alzheimer's began to step in and began to create some confusion for my father. The only time my dad wasn't confused while wrestling with Alzheimer's is when you talk about a spiritual truth. And his spirit man would stand up. The physical man was outwardly wasting away, but inwardly he was renewed day by day. And we begin to talk about the Lord. And in the midst of a confusion state, he'd go, Jesus is coming soon. My father had lived his entire life preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was coming near to the end when his time of departure was at hand. The thing he kept telling everybody, Jesus is coming soon. Mom, when you are leaving the house and you're leaving the kids at home, what do you do? On your way out the door, you tell the thing that's most important. I believe my dad, nearing the end of his life, was telling the thing most important. He wasn't saying, son, save up all your money. He wasn't saying, son, do all this. He was saying, Jesus is coming soon. The way that we keep from being distracted is by being focused. What greater way for the enemy to keep people from being ready for the coming of Christ than to distract them? Distract people from its imminency. Distract people from, here's the word, from its relevance in our daily life. Those in our text this morning, it does not record they didn't believe They were just too busy doing the other things in life rather than being prepared. The coming of Christ is a message that has been heralded from pulpit to pew, from street corner to street corners all around the world. And yet, there is an event that is yet to transpire. It is the rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not a maybe thing. Just as Jesus came the first time, the Bible says he will come again. Scripture gives us a warning. Why? Why would Scripture take the time to give us this warning? Because it warns us because there's an actual event. Listen, the coming of Christ is not just... Uh, some imagination thing. It's not some religious story. It's not a story of antiquity. It's not something that's just been, you know, how many of you and your families have handed down things? You know, mama did it this way, and so we do it this way. Why do you do it? Because that's the way mom did it. I'm finding right now, Paula will say, why do you do that? Well, hey, oh, my mom always did it that way. I don't know. And then you go, why, why, why do we do that? Often we can think of the rapture of the church the same way. It's something that's been handed down from generation to generation. But one of the things we're finding in our culture today is people are asking, what is its relevance? 
I would tell you its relevance is very important right now. Its relevance is very important because a lot of people are distracted. Think about people you know. Think about, think about the news. Think about social media. I mean, it's constantly. Okay, let me ask you. How many of y'all get nervous if you leave your phone at home? Isn't it weird? It's just like, oh no, what am I going to do? I'm talking about myself. Oh no. Well, Paula, you got your phone. I mean, we're just like, oh my goodness. And listen, this is not a sermon on cell phones. Enjoy your cell phone. Leave it at home. You may enjoy it more. <laughs> but this is not service cell phones. I'm just telling you, there's a lot in our lives right now that are distracting our attention. Have you ever just, you know, used to, I'm going to go back in time a little bit, when we all went to the malls and, and you would be walking through the malls and, and the ladies would be in the stores and all these guys, remember the benches they used to put in the middle of the mall and And all the guys would sit on the bench and you'd say, what are you doing? I'm people watching. That was before cell phones. Now, when you go into a place, you look around and I would tell you, for those who would say, oh, those young kids and their cell phones, I see as many 50, 60, 70, 80-year-old people with their nose. Now, the only difference is when you get that age, your nose gets closer to the screen. (laughs) But they're still... You stop. The first thing you do when you stop, what do you do? You pull your phone out. We have so many things in life right now. Work, family, activities, things, things, things. They're really not major. They're just things. But they distract our attention. You see, there's a warning The warning comes because there's an actual event. Matthew 24 describes it well. 24, 40, and 41. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other one left. Jesus said in John 14 and 3, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. It's an actual event. There's a danger sometimes in hearing the story again and 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 again that you get desensitized to it. I would tell you this one day, men and women will wake up and they will find the warnings have been true. One day the preaching will be silenced. This pulpit, this microphone will no longer be in use. Many of you over the years, I'll date us here a little bit again. Many of you have read the Left Behind series. They will all be outdated. I remember growing up in church and uh, we had The Thief in the Night, the movie The Thief in the Night. Man, I remember as a kid scaring me to death. They had this movie, those of you who've seen it, the movie, when the Unite truck is there and the lady's running across the top of the bridge over the dam and the movie, bum, bum, bum. And your heart begins to beat with the music 
and you're swaying. And I was like eight in the depths of my sin. But I thought Jesus is coming. I'm going to be left behind. The message has been heralded for, for years. But one day, when? I don't know. And, and listen to me. Any person who tells you they know when, turn it off. If you are looking at YouTube and you see the heading about when he's coming, don't even open it. They're lying. Okay? Because we just read it. Nobody knows, not even the Son. Only the Father knows when the coming will be. One day, people around the world will wake up to a stark reality that suddenly people have vanished from the face of the earth. Today it's a message that is in future tense. One day it will all be in past tense. There will be pandemonium across all the major networks. One day the news reports will break into the normal routine and in the midst they will tell how all of a sudden millions upon millions of people just disappeared. Travel will be disrupted, businesses will be halted as people just simply disappear. You know, one of the things we've experienced during uh, the last year and a half in this journey through COVID and how that business is being shut down and the trickle-down effect of how we are experiencing things now, you know, as a result of, of businesses being closed and people not being at work and, and uh, you know, lumber prices that have went through the roof and all the other prices going through the roof. And Listen, that was... That was teeny tiny compared to a day when millions upon millions, they don't just show up, you know, miss work. They disappear. Think about the financial crisis that will ensue. Think about jobs if you think it's tough now finding people to work imagine when there are millions upon millions and less people everything's shut down if you've ever wondered how you know and i will have to tell you growing up in church and i've i've heard about the mark of the beast and i've heard about all the things of the one world government and all the parts of the tribulation period and often i've imagined in my mind how in the world could they bring things about just imagine when millions upon millions of people suddenly disappear imagine the effect it will leave on everything one day the fulfillment of the message will become a reality one day the things that many many have feared most of their lives that they would miss the rapture of the church one day things that people have feared will come upon them jesus said these words therefore because of this keep watch 
If I could put that in another phrase, I would say, don't be distracted. Keep watch. He says, be ready and be prepared because you don't know when your Lord will come. People will say, well, listen, this has to happen first. Listen, he's the one calling the shots, not us. Don't be distracted. But be ready because one day it will no longer just be a warning. It will become a reality. You know, this past couple of weeks, it's been all over the news, this terrible uh, collapse of this condo in Florida and the, the lives that have been lost and the people. Um, one thing you'll notice, uh, and I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but we're going to go here. One of the things that they have talked about so much on the news are the people who are unaccounted for. They'll say, well, we have, you know, the, the death rate is, is this many, but we have even more unaccounted for. People that we can't find. People that should be here, they're not here. You see, the Bible now it talks uh, about a warning, and it talks about an event, but it talks about an aftermath. There will be, re- there will be things that will come as a result. They still haven't found everybody in Florida. Many of you can remember back to the storms, uh, the Hurricane Katrina that came, and, and you remember the story of how it hit the city of New Orleans. The story was accentuated by the news of those who stayed behind in the city. They, they bust the people out. And, but there were many people they interviewed before the storm came. And they said, listen, I've lived here my whole life. I'm not leaving my house. After Katrina came through and brought such devastation, the story then switched from the storm and the story began then to focus on those who had stayed behind and lost their lives. The journalist spoke more about the left behind in New Orleans than anything else. Matthew speaks of those words, two men will be in the field, one will be taken, here's the key phrase, the other one left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, and the other one left. The coming of the Lord Jesus will focus on those who were taken, and then there'll be a focus on those who are left. It's a warning the Bible clearly tells us there will be those who will be left behind. If you grew up in church and you heard the message of Christ's return, probably one of the phrases that has resounded in your head over the years is the phrase left behind. There's nothing worse than being left behind. Left behind. How many of you remember being in school and they were choosing up the teams and you weren't always the first one picked? You were left behind, weren't you? Situations happened. Everybody else got on the bus except you. You were left behind. People moving on with life. 
And yet you seem to be left behind. One day, friends, there will be a great, the Bible calls it the blessed hope. It is the most glorious day for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the day when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first and those who are left and remain will be caught up together with him to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Isn't that a great word for us? But I would tell you, there will be those who will be left behind. The devastation that we have experienced over the years from natural disasters will be nothing compared to those who are left behind at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and what they will experience. It will be days like no man has ever known before. The attention from Hurricane Katrina, that terrible storm, was not focused on those. They weren't talking about those who got out. All the focus was on those who were left behind. One day there will be unbelievable attention given to those who are left behind. My friend, whatever you do, whatever you do in life, whatever career you choose, whatever person you choose to spend your life with, whatever, whatever you decide to do with your life, do not become distracted don't become distracted from the return of Christ. You know, life is, I'll be honest with you, life is so busy right now. And man, we are, do y'all ever have days feels like you get nothing done? You are busy, 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 busy. You get nothing done. You get to the end of the day and you're like, what in the world did we even do today? It's over. We're so inundated with life and I I can't um, I can't forget the idea that the Bible says it'll be like it was in the days of Noah what were they busy doing marrying giving a marriage eating and drinking they were living life having kids raising kids going off to work making money doing things enjoying life Listen to me, if you will picture with me in your mind for a moment, while they're busy hustling and bustling through the streets and they're doing life, there's the sound outside of town of hammers, and it's the sound of an ark being built board by board, board by board, board by board, piece by piece. It's going up while all along they're still living life, marrying and giving in marriage, eating and drinking, doing all these things. And yet there's a truth that's going on behind them. I would tell you today while we are so busy living life and doing life and enjoying life there is a truth that is mounting and the truth is getting larger and larger and larger you have never lived a day in your life closer to the coming of the lord of christ than you are right now the church has never been closer to its redemption than it is today Whatever you do in this life, do not become distracted. Watch 
be prepared. Friend, you don't want to miss his coming. Jesus is sure to return. You know, I've often thought of the story I told you of my dad, and my dad just constantly... If you guys knew my dad, and many of you did, he talked about Jesus coming all the time. I remember as a young kid, I'd be like, Dad, can we talk about something else? He'd say, yes, but Jesus is coming. (laughs) He talked about it all the time, and my grandmother, his mom, talked about Jesus' return. And if you, in your life, you've had those spiritually influential people who spoke in and you thought, man, they talked about it and they missed it. I don't think they missed anything at all. Actually, I wonder if they weren't more prophets heralding the message and speaking the message. You see, the prophet always spoke the word before the fulfillment came. Jesus is coming. Listen, everybody in this room today, you fall in one of two categories, just like the people in Matthew 24 did. You'll either be going or you'll be left. Every person, there is no undecided. There is no box where you kind of get set over here till somebody makes a decision. Everyone, everyone you've ever looked at, the, at in the face, everyone you've ever known, everyone you've ever had conversation with, every person online, every person on Facebook, everyone will fall into one of the categories. You'll either be taken or you'll be left behind. I will tell you this, one of the sad truths of it all is this. Jesus also said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, And narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Why is it important what Sarah's doing? Because if she comes in contact with one person down on the square and they come to know Jesus Christ and they get out, they change from left behind to taken. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So I want to ask you today, friend, If Jesus were to come today, are you ready? Listen, uh, many of you have been in this for a lot of years like I have. And you say, you know what, I, I, yeah, I grew up in this, I know the message. I I, I want for the next moment or two just to ask you to consider this. Let's, let's put aside everything you've ever been uh, told, every message you've listened to and every book you've read. Every video you've watched, I'm just asking you right now, 1127, July 11th, right now, are you ready for Christ's return? The danger in this is saying, I will be. The danger in that is the Bible says we don't know when he's coming. There's another danger. I was once. So just for the next moment or two, if you will focus on that thought, forget 
about your neighbor, forget about who else is with you, forget about lunch, forget about the activities later. Just for the next couple of moments, I'd like to ask you to consider yourself. You will be either taken or left behind. There is no other, there is no other option. And if you are concerned that you would be left behind, there's only one way to know that you can be taken. His name is Jesus Christ. It's not about church works. You can't earn it. You can't do enough. It's a free gift. It's called salvation. The forgiveness of sin. You can be ready. You don't have to leave here today wondering. You can know beyond the shout out, should the Lord Jesus Christ come before this day is up, I know that I'm ready for his coming. Hmm. I'm so thankful he makes it easy. <laughs> I'm so thankful it's not dependent on me. I'd mess it up every time. He made it easy for you too. If you say, yeah, but Pastor, you don't know what I've done, I may not. But I know what he's done is more powerful than anything you and I can ever do. What you can't undo, he can undo in a split second. For as many who call on him, they shall be saved. That's the word. Would you bow your heads? Friend, if you're watching online today, doesn't matter where you're at, I believe that the Lord is there with you as well. This message is for you as well. Today's the day, the Bible says, to finally commit your life to Christ. Today's the day to make yourself ready to meet Jesus Christ. This morning, I don't want to draw any attention to anything else except the gospel message. The gospel message is this. We confess our sin to him. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's not based on anything you do, friend. It's based on your acceptance of that free gift of salvation. With heads bowed this morning. If you're not sure that you're ready to meet Jesus Christ, if you're not sure that should Jesus return that you would be ready friend I want to invite you today to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today if you're not sure maybe inside there's a sense of nervousness on the inside uneasiness today you're, you're uneasy on the inside because you don't feel confident in the fact that you're ready it doesn't matter how many times you've walked to an altar to church. It doesn't matter how many days you've been in church. What matters is we have right now to call on the Lord. So with your heads bowed this morning, I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything except right where you're at. I'm going to give you an opportunity just a moment to call on the name of the Lord. I want to pray over each one of us right now. Father, in Jesus' name.
I believe there are those who are on the line today. They, they've, they've known they're not ready. They've been having trouble making the decision. Pray today will be the day. Today will be the day they'll call on you. Today will be the day they'll call on you and ask you, Lord, to make them ready. Friend, across this room this morning, if you are not, if you're unsure, maybe you're worried, I'm not ready, you don't have to live in a state of worriness and not being ready. You can know today, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is through Jesus Christ. So I'd like to lead us in a prayer today for those that are watching us online and those that are in this room. Some of you already know the prayer you need to pray. Some of you may not know the prayer, what you need to say. So I want to lead us in a prayer today. Friend, if you're unsure, listen, there's nothing magical in my words. Just pray this from your heart because the Heavenly Father is listening today. Let's pray together. I'd like to ask you today, church, would you just repeat this prayer with me? And those of you watching online, just repeat this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I do believe you're coming. I do believe you're coming as soon. I do believe you're going to rapture your church. And I do believe there will be those will be left behind so I ask you today make me ready I ask you today forgive all my sin I ask you today write my name in the book of life I ask you today make me ready for your coming so that I won't be left behind. I trust you to do the work. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, Jesus is coming soon. Don't be distracted. Listen, I'm not a killjoy today. I want to tell you, enjoy life. Enjoy your families. Some of you recently retired. Enjoy your retirement. It's okay. I just say to you, don't be so distracted by the things of this world that we forget that the most important event in human existence is getting ready to take place. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Tell those around you, Jesus is coming soon. Tell those on the street corner you meet, Jesus is coming soon. Tell your family members, you may have told them a million, tell them a million and one, Jesus is coming soon. Tell your spouse, 
Jesus is coming soon. Tell your kids, Jesus is coming soon. Put it all over Facebook. Jesus is coming soon. Lord, would you help us to live our lives in the midst of this busy, crazy, hectic culture. Help us to live our lives ready. Ready for the sound of your trumpet and the return for the church. Help us, Lord, to not be distracted, but help us to fix our eyes on Jesus and keep focused on what's yet to come. Father, bless these people, I pray today. Strengthen them, encourage them, and may all the goodness that you have in store be poured out upon their lives, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And all the church said, Amen and amen. God bless y'all today. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you today.